How do travel and trauma affect the talking stage? Can becoming celibate fix your dating life? How the hell have I been saying Ephemia's name wrong for damn near a decade? This is basically life. Looking at queer sex, love and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Muga. My name is Ephemia Chella, and I'm so glad that I'm finally here. I'm finally on your podcast. I'm a writer, editor, student, and um, naughty thing around town. Or I used to be a naughty thing around town. Like everyone else, I've been forced to retreat into the cave of my own solitude because of disease. And that's me. That's Ephemia, pronouns she, her. Ephemia, who is a Zambian Ghanaian writer, is a whole bunch of word-based things, including a Kane Prize finalist, a literary critic, and a kick-ass editor. Ephemia has had short stories and poems published in, wait for it, New Internationalist, Wasafiri, Token, and Pen Passages Africa. Also, just because she's not done being a bad bitch, she has written for Joburg Review of Books. This honey has a whole Wikipedia page, which is where I found out about all her work shit. She didn't tell me about it. I had to Wikipedia her. Also, last thing, I promise, the last thing, she edited my book. Ephemia is Flames, a constant wildcard in my life who I thunderously neglect as a friend, but really, there is love there. Okay, so we're just gonna kick this off. Ephemia. Ephemia. I do I say your name wrong? Yeah. I do. How long have we been friends? It's like six years. Why do I call you Ephemia? But a lot of people pronounce it wrong, and I just don't have the self-esteem to change it. It's really tiring. Ephemia? Yeah. Bitch? Okay, now (laughs) I'm just going to have to ask you. Ephemia, are you good? How are you, my dear? Um, So I've been a little depressed lately, Mm -hmm. but I think it's good because I've really been crushing the whole lockdown thing. It's like being in boarding school, like longing and like you can't escape. It's kind of like jail, but you're really privileged because you're in like a fancy all-girls boarding school. There's a lot of like unresolved desire and a lot of reading magazines and being sequestered. Um, so I'm unresolved kind of... desire? Yeah. What do you mean unresolved Because desire? like I was gay in school, but I had to be closeted in there. All these oh. fucking hot girls who play hockey. I used to play hockey. Oh, do you yeah. know how no, hard it guys, is? Hot girls playing hockey is Hot like, girls <gasps> playing hockey. Oh, I didn't know I was gay in school though. I did know. Like, I, I, like were I, you new new? Not like, oh, I kiss my friends sometimes. No, like I knew new. Like... I used to watch this garden show when I was a child in the UK. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it was called like Garden Front or Home Front. Mm-hmm. And there's this woman called Charlie Dimmock who was like the only British redhead on TV. And she wouldn't wear a bra and she would just like dig and they would jiggle. And that's when I knew. That's I think. when you knew you were a big old homosexual. Also, the other person I had a crush on when I was a child was Tintin. And he's kind of womanly. So like Tintin is a whole lesbian. Yeah, Tintin's totally a lesbian. T- Tintin is I had, a lesbian. He's, he did the he- lesbian the, quiff the thing. The shrift and yeah. like the tight little chinos. Yeah, yeah. And also, so like I used to flip through Tintin and like blush because I was like, oh, Tintin. <laughs> You're just a big... Wait, okay. So now actually I need to ask you this because I feel like I have not asked you in like six years. Mm-hmm. What do you identify as? Like what, what is your vibe Oh, right I'm now? bisexual. You are bisexual. I am a bisexual. You're still a whole raving bisexual. A whole raving bisexual. We exist. We are hated. Um, we yeah, are exploited. We expo- um, Wait, well, how are we exploited? Okay, I knew we were, we were hated and we, were, we exist, but... Well, do, you know how, do you know how awful it is? You, you go on the apps and you swipey swipey um, and there's this beautiful girl and mm-hmm. then this goblin troll 
and they're like, my boyfriend wants to experience a boyfriend experience. That's a threesome. Um, you, I see you're bisexual in your profile. Would you like to sleep with us? I'm like, no. Oh, I they don't. pulled the whole, do you want a threesome thing? All the t- they do it Ooh, all the time. Wow. We're looking for our bisexual unicorn. And like, the husband is always like a cracked heel of a human being. <laughs> Always, always. (laughs) Looking like a whole pterodactyl. Like a solid, like, two. And, like, the woman is always, like, an eight to ten. And I'm just like, free yourself. No, no. Like, actually, can we talk about that? Actually, like, I'm just making a note because we need to talk about that, right? So, okay. Because I actually brought you here to ask you about your dating life. Because I have always found your dating life the most... Chaotic. Fascinating thing. Like, I, I, <laughs> chaos, yes, but fascinating. So you're on the apps. No, so this is the thing. So this year, I decided to do a year of no texting, no flirting, celibacy, and no what? dating. No, wait, wait, wait. That fucking, like, knocks all of my questions. Well, there's my history. Okay, no, we're going to go back to the history. So wait, so that's what you're doing right now? Because my question is going to be, like, what is your dating life right now? So this, like, is, so this is my not dating life right now. So as you know, last year I went on a reality TV show. Oh, my days. Yes, I do know. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> um, you know, ever the born, you know, I'm born in 1991. I believe in the media and the internet. So where do I go to find love? The media and the internet. Of course, baby. Of course. Um, and it was an interesting experience. There was a rerun last weekend. And so my DMs are full. Are you serious? Every time there's a rerun, everyone's like... Wait, where is it? Where is it? Okay, I'm not even giving free thinking. Where is it? BBC Wait. Lifestyle. Shit, I so don't like, have during Christmas, anymore. When people are home with their families, some of whom have died of COVID and whose like, ghosts are like running around the so turkey... So the ghosts of COVID passed? They're going to be sitting in front watching come, in front of their TVs watching Come Dine With Me in First Dates. Because you know oh, they always do like a Yeah, Christmas. they do a whole thing. <laughs> oh my days. So, so you... Okay, so you went on this thing. So you were thinking that... You were genuinely going to find love. Like, you weren't doing it because... Because, you know, when we were asked to be on TV, we were always like, oh, this shit is fun. Well, you, did you genuinely feel you were going to find love? I thought I would just because it was a really selective process mm-hmm. and they weren't trying to, like, gotcha you. They really <laughs> were trying to find someone who matched. What, what, like, what sort of things did they ask you? Because the person you matched with, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to play out. Because you knew other details. So. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. This is Because, happening. like, also... Just side note for all you listeners out there. Um, so the person who, the, we're not going to say who it was. No. But like, it's a small circle because I know small. both of you quite intimately. You really do. And I was like, of all of, of the all vaginas. all the gin joints in the world. Right. All of, the poussoirs. <laughs> you roll up to this poussoir. Babes, right? So the, what sort of questions did they, did they ask you to like figure it out? They asked me about my like life history. They asked me about my likes and dislikes. They asked me lots of like, you know that New York, how you fall in love, like 70 questions kind of vibe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They asked me that sort of stuff. Um, and I think personality-wise, the match was quite good. I just think that they were... A bit younger than me. They they are young. Oh bless. They are they, they are they're an ex baby So dyke. cute. They are literally ex baby dyke. Oh, um so, and I think so that young. I you know, I'm an old hag. You know, I need <laughs> someone I can hag around with. I'm like Patty and Selma. You know, I just need to talk like this and <laughs> yeah, do no, my it's, things. It's okay. Um and then also you know, their conception of a relationship was my conception of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's also okay. But apart from that... You were so mature now. You were not this person last time we, like... Like, you... Like, because every time I met you, there was always some woman who you were in the speaking stage with. Talking, and, yeah. 
Yeah, and like you were like, is it called the talking stage? Queen of the talking stage. Yes, so you were always in the talking stage. And like, I remember the one that stuck out for me the most is the one who you took like on an epic, was it a gin and 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 bookstore date or something? Yeah. It was it was really great. And you were like, I am ready for this. And I remember we were at like this queer event and you're like, babes, this is a person. And then like, what kept happening, my gorgeous? I think that, okay, so... He, my thing, my what I think my approach was to dating is that I had already decided before the date that I had settled on you. Oh, okay. So, so I, you came, you came in lesbianing. Yes. Okay. But other people, which is actually fairly normal, <laughs> come to the dates to find out, like to see what's up. And so, I think my certainty made people think I was completely crazy, and also kind of scary. And also, I was actually involved in a kind of love play with myself because it was about my interpretation of who they were, not actually who they really were. Whoa. Like, no, you are blowing my mind. You are not the person I left last time I saw. Wait, so is that what this whole journey is about? Yeah. Okay, so like, okay, so when, okay, when, when did you decide? You said you decided, was this like a New Year's thing? Was yeah. this like a I was ball like, drop thing? I was like January 1st, I was like last year, I had tons of sex and I went on a, a lot of dates, a lot of failed talking stages, a lot of first dates and then ghosting, a lot of apps play. And I was like, I'm done. I need some time to figure out what I really want. Mm -hmm. And so for 2020, hashtag no dating in SA. Also because no one deserves me. That was also my thing as Okay, well. yes, there's the FBI miss. There you go, baby. Okay. So it's been really valuable because I always spend a lot of time with myself, but I don't spend a lot of time with myself thinking about what I want to complement who I am. Mm, okay, okay. And I had this thing where I always put myself down and put the person on the pedestal when I didn't even know them. Okay, and, and I, this is all from the talking stage. Yeah. Like in the like you yeah. haven't met, you haven't... Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. It was a, it was not a good place to be in. Oh, I'm kind of feeling like I do that as well. I'm just like blessed in the fact that I have a partner who's just like fucking get your head out your ass. Yeah. You have a whole relationship. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So obviously I was always going to fail because I wasn't actually getting to know these people mm -hmm. in a broad sense. I was like hyper fixating on them. And being like, okay, I don't really know who you are, but I have an idea of who you are. And that idea of who you are is actually kind of about me and I will make it work. I came in thinking I have to compromise. No matter what relationship I'm going to be in, I'm going to have to compromise. And that's not a way to be in the world. That isn't a way to be in the world. Mm. So like, why, why would you feel like that? Like what... Was it that you Childhood trauma. Okay. It's, look, listen, it's, always, <laughs> it's look, the always. bus is always on time. The dog whistle is always high-pitched. It's always, spoiler alert, childhood trauma. <laughs> and my parents had a bad marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, for various reasons. I mean, one of the things I also think is I've moved around a lot. And when you're not from the same country as everyone else, mm -hmm. their attraction standards are very culturally based. Oh. And so you're always kind of the outsider. So, like, it was only when I moved to South Africa that people started calling me dark-skinned. And I was, like, so confused. You're like, wait, what? I was like, but don't all black people in this general range? Because you're from Zambia, right? I'm half Zambian, half Ghanaian. Oh, you're half Ghanaian? I, I, no, yeah, somebody wants... Yes. That, yeah. Is that a real thing, saying Ghanaian? Yeah, it's an accent. It's... What do you mean it's an accent? Well, it's, it's, it's just, like, if you are Ghanaian, you'll probably say Ghanaian. 
Oh, I love that. Wait, okay, so no, okay, Sunny, you're so just beautiful and exotic. Like, also, exotic. I'm coming off a terrible friend. Number one, I say your name wrong. Number two, I only knew half where you're from. I don't know why mm. I was so sure that you were fully Zambian, but it was growing up here that made you do the whole world straddle thing. Oh, yeah, I don't know. My background is complicated. No one can keep track. It's literally just me bearing witness. It's, <laughs> it's very stressful. Um, but that's the thing, right? So, mm -hmm. like, you operate in a space where you may not be seen as desirable. Mm -hmm. You don't know the same cultural cues and you don't have the same expectations. And I always took that as, oh, there's something deficient with me. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. But that's just what it is, kind of being an insider-outsider. Like, it doesn't mean I'm, that there's anything wrong with me. And it doesn't mean there's anything necessarily wrong with other people. Mm. It's just that there are certain people who I might work well with. And there's certain people who, because of the situation, I won't. And that's also okay. Okay. So I have a question, right? Yeah. And, and this is a question you have to always ask all queer people. Do you feel that to some extent, especially because, like, when I first met you, you... And I don't know... Okay, first let me ask you. I feel like I have so many questions I need to ask you, so I'm going to ask you the first one. Yes. Do you have the quote-unquote bisexual curse, where you maneuver a lot better with men than with women. No. Is you that don't, a thing? Yes! Everyone has it. Well, okay. Really? Clearly, you didn't get the memo that men are merely playthings, but women make you, like, dribble and you can't speak properly. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. You know, the thing with men is, mm -hmm. I have a... So, I would say now my bisexuality is 80% attracted to women. Yeah, and no. And 20% men. It's okay. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, right? Because that is a way to be. That is a way to be. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the thing with men is that, for me, attraction is about respect and admiration, mm -hmm. and I neither respect nor admire men. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> my back hurts. <laughs> And, okay. and that's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I can have sex with them, but like sex is kind of hit or miss with men, I, I feel, as, as a woman. And, um, you know, but, what do they have to offer me? You know, like, they have money sometimes. But not all the time, but guys. But not all the time. In this here economy. In, this, in Cyril's economy? <laughs> Cyril? Cereal? Cupcake? Um, and also, they're often emotionally unavailable, and I'm a very emotional, intimacy kind of person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then... I'm also a fat black woman. So, like, men like to have sex with you in secret and deny they want to fuck you. And, like, there's this whole desirability politics at play. Mm -hmm. So, I'd yeah. just rather not be involved with men, personally. Like, but also like I find them very tiring. I do find it more nerve-wracking. Okay, yes, talking to women is nerve-wracking. It is nerve-wracking. Because they're the, the real deal. Like, they're, they're like, smart. Oh, they're, like, properly smart. They're smart and, and they're, like, beautiful, beautiful and they're mystical and, like, funny and, like, mysterious Ooh, and erotic. Wow. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was, yeah, like, I, I'm going to tell you the whole story after this, but, like, um... So during lockdown, you know, you find strange new things. Um, mm. So I, I found a, a, a person and sadly it had to end because we technically weren't allowed to be doing a thing because of work things. But anyway, that's mm. not the point. But like, I was on my ass. I was like, I have not been on my ass like this. Like, do you know when you're like, you're sitting there and you're thinking about somebody and you want to message them and, and you're, like, you're like, what exciting do I have to say? I know, I'm like, uh, also, like, what day is it? What day what? is it? Uh, how, can I, how can I make the days of the week funny? Yeah. I made whole playlists. I barely oh, have. you were in deep playlists. I made playlists. You were in deep. Not playlists. Playlists. Multiple. Several. Multiple. Uh, three in total. <laughs> and I don't, and I, and I only listen to podcasts, so you know I had to dig deep. I was going to say, I didn't even know you knew that much music. I don't. 
<laughs> I made a fucking plan. Like, oh you were like, God. Michelle and Jello Chill. Michelle, what is, okay, cool, go down this rabbit hole. What is YouTube telling me? What are my friends telling the algorithm. me? Algorithm. All my days, I had to rely on the algorithm. It was a mess. Impressing women is a big thing. It because is a big it's thing. It's kind of like, um, there's this um, Japanese film by um, Hawaii Miyazaki, and it's called Ponyo, and this husband's like terrified of his wife because she's a beautiful sea goddess. And that's how I feel most of the time talking to the women I like. Yeah, guys. Okay, so in the past, okay, so we're gonna go back to your past and then yeah. we're gonna shoot forward to your future and all of my questions are now irrelevant. Thank you so much for <laughs> making my prep nonsense. Um, so with your past, like how did you approach women? How did you find the women that you dated? How did you find the women that you got into the talking stage with? Because I think also, yeah. like, cause fam, like, I have had this conversation with Sipu like multiple times. Mm. If we were not dating, bitch, I don't know. Like, I don't know where I'd find people, right? <laughs> exactly. But Sipu, I have seen, will find honeys. Like, oh. my lord. But also, I, I don't even know. It's She's a very like tricky. a bee. She's just finding all the honeys. Oh, baby. Bye-bye. Oh, baby. Bye-bye. It's a mess. So, like, me, I don't know. I'm awkward. I'm weird. Like, I don't talk to people in big events. People don't know I'm queer, so that's well, always that's helpful. Well, that's the thing. I'm, you know, a high femme. Um, you know, you can't see my delicious nails. Oh my and god! My beautiful yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about those nails in a while. But ensemble. now the nails make sense because it is a year of celibacy. It's a you barrier. Can, it's, yeah, it's a barrier. Woo, These acrylics are a barrier, so I can't you know diddle women, <laughs> and I can keep myself honest and virginal, and <laughs> that ship has sailed. Um, so my early twenties. I did this thing where I went after straight women and it's just... You did. Bondage. Bondage. Oh, my days. You know, this was like... You so know, are you good for wine, by the way? I am good for wine. Okay, cool. This was like, you know, post-2010. Mm-hmm. Everyone had heard Kissed a Girl. Being bi was kind of on people's radars. Mm-hmm. You know, the straight girls were done with the cishet males. They were like, you're a trash bag. Um, and so they were often more open to it, but it was... I just... I just kept going after them. Like they were, I didn't have that many gay friends. I had a lot of friends in Cape Town who were straight and like, I love you, it's cute you're gay, but I don't want to go to a gay bar with you in case someone hits on me, goodbye. So I moved in a lot of straight circles and I kind of tried to pick off or approach the ones who seemed wonky. Oh yeah, wonky. Wonky. Unstable. (laughs) Unstable. Unstable. (laughs) Unstable. Just on the edge, on the cusp of something. On the cusp, okay. And it always ended badly because it was always, oh no, but I'm actually straight. I know we've been, you know, fingering each other for four weeks, but I'm actually straight. And I'd be like, Uh, you can call yourself that. That's fine. Like, that's kind of nothing to do with me, but we should keep doing this. And they'd be like, no, but I'm straight. Oh my gosh. That that is such a, like, I've never understood that hustle, right? Because I think also mainly because I have way too much ego and way too much pride. Like, I couldn't have somebody leave me because they're not quote-unquote gay. Like, I couldn't. It's not good for the self-esteem. But also, so were you going after other femmes then? Yeah. So Oh, you see, that's where you went wrong. You need to to go for the mask presenting. I love me a mask presenting. You you love a mask presenting? I have only recently, like in the past two years, come around to being attracted to mask presenting. Really? Yeah, my whole life. They're so gorgeous. I wanted to be like this hyper femme couple and we borrow each other's clothes and whenever we have sex, our makeup is all over each other's bodies. (laughs) 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 I love that. I love that. Um, It's like like we've got lipstick in places we have no business having lipstick. No business. So So you went through that phase where you... Okay, so how long did that last? That was... 
So that was like my early 20s. Okay. And then around 24, I was like, I need to make this gay thing not be a sexual practice. I need to make my whole life gay. Oh, so you were going actually, uber gay. Okay. Yeah, because that's actually what I always wanted. Mm -hmm. Like, I always had felt very constrained around straight people. And, like, I couldn't say certain things or do certain things or be certain things because they would be, like, freaked out or weirded out. And it was just, like, this wonderful thing where... I just became more and more gay and became more and more of my life. And I just really enjoyed that. And so I started going after some other women. But it's tricky because there's kind of a scene. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And when I tried to get into the Joburg scene. Oh, there's a Joburg queer scene here? Yes. Okay, Joburg okay, okay. queer scene. A couple of people were like, well, you actually can't really be in the scene unless you've dated or talked to this uber lesbian. Oh. And I was like, there's a guard to get into this party? Oh, no, no, yeah, no, old guard is a real thing. Wait, wait, there's, there's an there's old guard for for the lesbian scene? What? you got to kiss the ring, honey. Oh, my God, I, I like, did not know that. And I'm I was so like, shook. I live in Pretoria, but I'm really trying to be gay outside of Pretoria because that's a whole different thing there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, even I know that. Yeah, I don't yeah. have enough time to kiss the ring at, like, all your, like, lesbian brides. They are um, lesbian brides. I am the worst. You are so antisocial. It's hilarious. It actually. is terrible. How do I run holler? <laughs> How, who, has, who has allowed me to do who this? Who has made you yeah. the like, brainchild behind the scenes? I have no fucking idea. It takes all types. It really does. If you were out partying at like lesbian brides with like Mandarin collar lesbians who want you to cook pup at the bry, did you not see that tweet? No. <laughs> Someone was dragging like butch lesbians at brides wearing mandarin collars and those metallic rings, like those ones that just look like chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like refusing to help at all at the bride. Oh my god. And letting all the femmes make salads. Yes! No, I've I've heard about that. I've never experienced it because also, weirdly enough, in my life, I still roll in very heterosexual circles. Mm. Like, wait, yo, wait, 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 wait. No, no, you see, I'm gonna do the math up here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So our only couple friend are straight. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, our only couple. We only have one couple friend. Okay. Because also, we don't mess around with newbies. No offense, no tea, no shade, right? Uh, no, but newbies can be very messy. Yeah, and we've and been also, together 10 years. Do you want to be breaking enough. up their newbie fights? No, no I'm not. I'm don't. not. I'm not. I'm also not going to have you constantly ponding someone's replay, right? Like, constantly on someone's lap. <laughs> ponding someone's replay. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, like, oh, Uber it's been like love. three months. Yeah. I'm a young gay. I'm a young gay. Everything I'm is possible. Young. Everything is free. No, like, we don't have couple friends. Also, I, I we don't... I, I, I just now I feel like there's a whole section of the society that I don't know about. Do you know about corporate gays? I've seen them. They're like they're like jocks, but they're gay. But they're yeah. straight at work. But they're like they say yeah. they're not in the closet, but they totally are. They really are. But and they're, they're like like, 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 like power lesbians and stuff. Yeah, Ooh. they have like a lot of investment. Yeah, like they're, they're driving very, big cars. And they're stuff very like financially that. solvent, but also super gay. Yeah, and I'm trying to get me one of those. That they sound like a decent retirement plan. They do say. sound like. A, would you like some, baby? I okay, sorry. What what we're drinking here? What is what are we drinking? We are some drinking Osana. Uh, Osana, a Chenin Blanc, 2016. Very summer. Very springy. Right, we just need to be great. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get me a corporate gay, mm. but an older corporate gay. But then also, I don't like the power plays because they also haven't unpacked their politics. Never. So they, they're, they're at the heart of corporate. They're not going to unpack their politics. I know. They're the ones saying burn the children and bloody up the diamonds. Oh, fam. But like, I want the corporate gay, but I want you to have unpacked your politics. No, I think what you want is an NGO gay who's top at the UN, who's like, I thank you, thank you. You want oh my an God, international. Thank you, 
civil servant. This is why you I know love those, you. Those UN gays don't pay tax. You know if you work in the UN, you don't pay tax. I know. My mother worked in the UN for 30 plus There years. we go. That it's bitch, your heritage. That bitch is shook. That bitch right now is <laughs> home and shook. She's like, shook what? Us. She's like, what do you mean? I Yeah, no, I, I, I have an apartment, but I, I don't understand. My, 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 my cousin had to teach her how to pay tax. That's very cute. Like I know. Form and no, no, we're Kenya. We're e-filing. E-filing. No, yeah. we're you Kenya. guys are the tech revolution. We are the tech revolution. Goddamn, goddamn. But that's not the point. Okay, wait. So, wait. Okay, so now we. <laughs> I love the way my brain is like trying to like it's frazzled because I'm trying to think of everything. So then you started dating more. More queer. You're yeah. like you're like I'm 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 yeah. going hyper queer. You're in Joburg. You have not kissed the ring. Did you eventually manage to kiss the ring? No. Um, but it turned out that it didn't matter because once I moved here, there were just so many different scenes. There are like, so all, many. That's why I'm like I don't know what the scene is. Like all Who the gay women I know, like don't know each other at all. Like there must be thousands of us, millions even. So so you okay so you were in Cape Town. Can we talk about the fact that when you moved to Joburg, you were shook? I was shook. Cape Town I was like, is a white gay hell. White gay hell. White gay hell. It's just that those bathhouses in Greenpoint and it's those just bathhouses in Greenpoint. Like I, I don't. And even it's just know. like mean twinks who are like Afrikaans, like talking about how you have flaps. It's awful. Wow. You see, I never, I never it did, did that that vibe. Well, I because that was my thing. Like the only people who like. Kind of, I would hang out a little bit with like gay men, and there would be like some fun drag nights. But also, gay men is kind of a different vibe. No, 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 no. Gay men is not a different vibe. Gay men is a different world. It, we different need world. to stop calling different it the LGBTQIA+. <laughs> we don't community. have that much in there common. Is no, there is no community. I have more in common with straight men than gay men. I no guys. True. Like like, gay men are stressful. They're very stressful. Also, I don't they live a different world. I don't find that... Okay, I don't... I, I, th I think they make really good friends, but the moment they are doing their romantic shenanigans, it all goes to hell, sis. Like, all goes to hell. Like, if you are going out with these boys, someone's going to get... But they'll leave you. Well, yeah, but also someone's going to get beaten, and then someone's going to get fisted, and then someone's going to want to do chem sex. Wait, and it's what? Just like, okay, you see, I don't know any of this stuff, and I'm already stressed. It's I just know the gays have a lot more energy than I will ever be able to have. Yeah, and I just, I'm not a young girl anymore. I'm like no, turning not. 29 in November. Like, I'm a woman. Oh my God, I'm you're woman. so cute. I'm a woman. Are you a woman? I'm a woman. You're not even 30 yet? No, I'm not. Yet. God bless not yet. your life. God bless you. Why are these people so young? I'm 32. I think that's a nice age to be, though. It is. It's so I think gorgeous. It's a nice age to be. Number one, when you get to 30, you're not just going to figure out all your shit. That's stop, a lie. Stop stop crushing the dream. No, no, it's don't don't listen to that dream because you will be like, you'll either be depressed or you'll hate your body or you'll hate your partner if you find one by then. Like, whatever it is, okay? It's a nonsense. <laughs> 31, you start being like, ah, meh. And then 32, you can put pole dancing TikToks. Which is what I, I do. love that. Uh, Thank can you. we talk about Tiff's amazing pole dancing TikToks? She pole danced to WAP the other day, and mm. it was everything. And she gave us only a short clip, and I think we deserve the whole video. You deserve the video. The whole video. The whole. And like, she's so <laughs> fucking brave. She has her pole in front of her flat screen. Yeah, and, I know. I and know. I'm I like, this is an insurance risk, but this bitch is going for it, and I love that energy. Give me more. Thank you. Because now there's times when I'm like. If this ends badly, this is going to end. Because oh, also, it's not only in front of my flat screen on one side. It's in front of my glass door to the garden on <gasps> the other. 
It is a glass door. You're and just a... playing with sharp objects. I am. I am. Objects. Because I'm 32, bitch. I've, I've landed. Shit. I've lived. <laughs> I've lived. I deserve something I lived. Nice. I lived. Wait. Okay. So I feel like I just want to go through your whole thing. But like, so with, with your... With your, like, you know, your dating life mm. and then now, so, like, you, you didn't have to kiss the ring and you've... Do you feel you've kind of found, like, your quote-unquote community? So, the thing is, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a stable community because even in straight life, I have lots of different groups of friends who never talk or interact with each other, but I hang out with best. all of them. For the best. But Was I that on you? all of them. Nope. Oh, okay. So, we just heard a phone and, you know, in, in the digital age, we always got to pay attention to the phone like a small baby. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. So I'm never going to have that like stable community, but it's mm-hmm. actually fine because I get different things from different people. Mm-hmm. And there's always someone available if I want to do something. So life is good. Life is good. Um, I am worried about getting back on the apps because Ooh. you've got to craft a profile. You've got to find pictures. And also you've got to be like kind of available to like talk all the time. Okay. And I'm a very interesting person and most people are really boring. Like, no, but like, but high key because like, no shame, key. shame. You like I, with you, and you know we're gonna ha- be one hundred on the podcast. I've always found you very, very intense. You are incredibly very intelligent, very intense, and you also know you're intelligent, but also you know a lot of cool shit, right? But then you're also very intense. So like, I've always wondered what it's like for just like an average Joe to just sit there and be like, they hate it. They're like, they're like, I'm repulsed. Please take me home. Like, it's, it's like seeing, I don't know, like a wild boar, like, suckling its children. It's like something very weird and very strange. Oh, okay, so they're not about, okay. They aren't super about that, but also it's like, I don't want to text you and be like, hi, how was your day? And then you're like, fine, there was, tra-. like, please, God, like, if death is going to come from us soon, if there's going to be another super virus, please be chaotic <laughs> in my DMs. Act like you know me. Tell me oh, anything interesting. Oh, my gosh. I'm begging you. People, you, have, you have you thought of dating... Um, uh, super feminist queers, like like super oh. feminist, super like, cause like the person who I was messing around with, I mm-hmm. think would have been perfect for you. Can't mm. touch them. I swear, if you, I just like you okay. don't even know who they, they are, are, but I limit. Yeah, like cause clearly I've lost my shit. So but I okay, have I'm a calm. couple of crushes. Obviously during the celibate time, I can't touch anyone or see anyone or talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. But one is like um, a kink expert. Super feminist queer person, you know. I do. I know them. She's one of my crushes. Yes! Ah, I know like, everyone. You see, thank you. You really threw me off my horse before <laughs> with this whole kiss the ring thing. But now Tiff is back. She's back. Yes. She's not everybody. Yes. Um, she's really hot. She she's is very in hot. a relationship. She I also is. don't think I'm kinky enough for her. Ah, no, but she's very, very kind, very, very I open, know, and very, very, very know, open to like, like bringing you in. She's she's initiated very many kink babies. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I should slide into the DMs. So I was meant to do this thing for the whole year, but I'm giving up first November. No, I'm tired. No, I, I need. No, sweetie, no. Please do it for the whole year. I need to believe in something this year. I need Eleven it. months of my life is enough. Okay. Also, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, the year would have come and gone. Um, but I just want to say that I hope, I hope and pray that you will give me the whole year. Just give me the 31st. 31st. It's, it's a tall order. It's, it's a tall order, but I have nothing to give you in return. <laughs> but I pray. Because if you can do it, it will be a genuine year. Oh, okay. Leon is doing the whole stopwatch thing. Okay, cool. Sorry. Wait. 
Are we gonna take a break? We can take a break. No, we can just record another one after this. So we're just gonna like, wait, stop. Give me the year. That is where we're ending this podcast. Effie's dating is has always been wild, always. So, just to drop knowledge, because you know that's what I always do at the end of these podcasts. What is the talking stage, right? So I'm gonna tell you what the internet streets say the talking stage is. The talking stage is the period where two people who have expressed a mutual romantic interest, mutual. You cannot be in the talking stage man solo, right? who have expressed a mutual talking interest in each other, get to know each other on a level deeper than friendship to help them decide the next steps. So it's when you are in negotiations as to whether you want to sign this contract of love and sex. That is what the talking stage is. It's basically negotiations, guys. So some of y'all are in the talking stage, um, be it digitally, be it physically. Um, so I'm gonna tell you some some tips for queer folks that I googled off the internet because woo, I haven't flirted with people since God was a boy. Okay, it's I've been in a relationship for 11 years. So the talking stage has not been a real thing for me since I was whew, much younger, much, much younger. Yes, I flirted with people, but like when you're trying to do actual negotiations, whew, I have not done that in a while. So I had to Google what the internet said. So I looked at Autostraddle and a whole bunch of other places. And this is a list I made, right? So number one, observe how they react to your nearness. Please know that these are in a non-COVID time. So for a COVID time, take the things that are mainly speaking based, right? But for those of you who are out there in the streets, please try and social distance, please try and wear a mask, but observe, number one, observe how they react to your nearness. And this can include digital nearness, right? When you're out together, try and sit near them. Notice if they move closer or further away. When you're sitting on a couch, do your thighs touch? What do they do? Do they let you stay near them or do they inch away? Try and look for these physical cues. And now also in a digital realm, like when you holler at them, what's the vibe? Do they holler back? Do they not holler back? Do they holler with the same viva? Are you double texting, triple texting? Look at these things. Next, number two, say it with your eyes. Guys, hold eye contact. It is the easiest way to flirt. Like, I found this out ages ago, just holding eye contact and seeing if they keep your eye contact. This can be done over, um, you know, the internet space. I guess, like, sometimes you don't know if they're holding eye contact or their screen has frozen. But look, just hold eye contact. Like, say it with your eyes. Hold it a little bit longer, especially when you're having, like, a normal conversation. Look deep into their eyes and see if they're comfortable with that, right? Next one can be done digitally or non-digitally. Go out of your way to be polite and adorable. I know it sounds corny, but, like, think about the things that make them smile. So, like... Some of the things where people have really dropped that Mac that I've seen is internationally sending flowers, internationally sending like chocolates, um, sending people coffee. Because now you know you can order coffee off the internet. So somebody's sitting in London, you're trying to holler at a honey and you know they like coffee in the morning, right? 
do that sort of thing. Send them chocolates, send them flowers. And if you are able to physically be with them, like say you're going on dates, obviously safe dates with masks and hand sanitizer and social distancing, do stuff like pull out a chair for them, you know, buy them a single stem rose. Let's be corny. 2021, we all deserve corny. Be corny. Now, this one is tricky because COVID, hey? It's in the time of COVID. We are during the COVID. But don't underestimate the power of touch, right? So, like, if you know that you're COVID non, if you're COVID compliant and they're COVID compliant, see how your touches are received. So, if you're sitting across from each other, gently put your hand on theirs, right? Don't move it away unless they do as well. So if they move back, also you move back. You need to back it the fuck up, right? But you know, like if they leave their hand there and you guys are touching for a little bit longer, it's cool. But if you can see you're making them uncomfortable, like you touch their hand and they move it back, don't try go looking for their hand. Also guys, sanitize your hands if you're going to be like touching on other people's children. Thank you. Now, this is a personal favorite one of mine. When you are courting someone, this is something that so many people forget. When you are courting someone, let them know they're freaking attractive. Oh my God, people. Like you people are out here in these streets, in these Twitter streets, in these WhatsApp streets, in these signal streets, not telling people that they are fucking banging, right? And you need to be embarrassed. You need to be embarrassed because you cannot be caught in somebody without dropping the whole, you're beautiful, you're hot, you're sexy. I love the way your eyes do this. I love, like, you know when somebody tells you, I love the way, like, you grin when you're shy or something like that. Notice cute little features. Like, don't just be, like, constantly, like, your ass is banging, your ass is banging, your ass is banging. No. Notice, like intimate things like you know you sparkle like your eyes sparkle when you giggle or you know you always like tie up your dreadlocks in a weird way when you know you're shy about something just notice things make people know that you are looking at them and you're looking at them intensely and sensually and just compliment people I guys people in these streets trying to mack a person and not once in 15 minutes have you told me that i'm a hottie right can you just respect my life please thank you so the next thing is say something that makes them feel seen and heard. So now tell them that you notice the way they do this or you notice the way that they say something like that. Like, okay, I know I'm sounding very, very vague right now. So like one of the things that uh, an ex-person who was macking me used to do that made me feel very seen and heard was they used to use my gifts against me so my gift game is very very strong and i have certain gifts for certain emotions so like whenever i would say something to them they would send me back my gift right the gift that i always use for that emotion and i was like oh my gosh you've learned my like quirky little things so now when you learn somebody's like quirky little traits like how you know when they are you know, sleepy, that they'll start yawning in a certain way, or when they're tired, they'll start shifting in a certain way, or when they look off into the distance, they're remembering something from work. Notice things about people. I know I just said, tell people they're hot, but also people are something outside of being hot. People have quirks and weird things. And, you know, right now we're all going through like an extended existential crisis with COVID. So, let people seen feel <laughs> let people feel seen and heard right and this goes on to the next thing remember little things about them and use them every day to make them happy right so like for me it's like you know 
sending me funny memes, right? I love memes. Anyone who knows me knows I love memes. So when somebody sends me a meme, you've tried. And especially if it's funny, ah, you've tried. Like some people like, you know, ice cream on a cold, rainy day. Right now in SA, it is absolutely pissing it down, right? By the time this podcast comes out, Tropical Louise or whatever her name is would have moved on. But right now, it's absolutely pissing it down. I know people who love ice cream when it's cold. So if you're the person you're courting, the person you're in the talking stage with loves ice cream when it's cold, send them ice cream when it's cold, right? Or like, you know, send them thoughtful little gifts. Just find out little things about people and make them happy. It doesn't always have to be cliche flowers or chocolates or whatever. Be innovative, be big, be bold, right? If the person likes nudes, send them safe nudes. Do the things, guys. Also, find out what makes them laugh. People really underestimate the, the, the ability for chuckles to get into your underwear, hey? Like, funny folks can get it. Funny folks can get it. Like, I personally, I'm speaking a funny lover into my life in 2021 because funny folks can get it, guys. I say this as a funny person. Yeah, that's my own flex. Funny folks can get it, right? Um, okay, I'm going to miss out that one because, you know, we don't have drinks right now in South Africa. So I'm just going to miss out that one because it's making me salty. Show them that they are not out of sight, out of mind. So, like, if you haven't seen them in a while, just shoot them a text being like, I'm thinking of you. Or shoot them a text asking them how their day was. Never underestimate the ability for the words, how was your day, to really change a person's, like, vibe. Because they feel seen, they feel heard, and, like, in a world that's always just moving, zoo, zoo, back and forth. We need to feel seen and heard. Which then goes on to the next point, be interested. Don't ask somebody how their day was and be like, uh-huh, cool, when they've sent you like four pages of, of a text and two voice notes. Come on, bruh, try harder, try harder. Send them little notes. I personally am a firm believer of bringing back handwritten letters. If you can write somebody a handwritten letter and post it, it's actually really easy. Except I know I'm trying not to encourage people to leave the house, but if you can send people handwritten letters do it, right? But if not, just, you know, just send them a little message. Always send a little message. And then the next one is be cautious and don't overdo it, right? Like be cautious in terms of are you doing the most, right? Are you going above and beyond and what you're doing is not being welcomed and it's not being reciprocated and it's you you can always tell when you're making someone uncomfortable right i'm a firm believer if you are actually attuned enough and you should not be macking on somebody who you are not attuned to you should be attuned enough to know when you are doing the fucking most right if you're constantly texting them constantly messaging them constantly trying to set up dates and they are not reciprocating love them and love yourself and back the hell up boo boo just Back it up. You don't need that content in 2021. Just back it the hell up, right? So, and the last one is be respectful, right? Be respectful of people's boundaries. If they don't want you calling them all the time, don't be blowing up their phone. If they don't, if they're not firm believers in leaving the house during COVID, don't be getting salty that they don't want to meet you for coffee, like for social distance coffee. Just be respectful, right? Because if you're trying to have some sex with someone, the base of it is mutual respect mutual consent for doing the things and yeah that's all really there is about it right just now that you have your flirting game go do a thing right i hope the flirting works out really really well for you and i hope the talking stage works out really well just 
it'll be okay. It'll be okay. You can secure the bay. It'll be fine. And most of all, have fun. Enjoy the give and take and enjoy the flirting. Because guys, we need to like, just remember the flirting stage. She's nice. The flirting stage, she is very nice. So go out and get your flirt game on because this is basically life. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits. Life is not always that complicated. Go to Basically Life for great content. Remember, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, go and like and leave a five-star review because this helps with the algorithm. Go leave a five-star rating and review. Do it. This podcast was created by Hala Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatics Studios. Music compiled by Mbali of Chosen Flower Collections.